Hi there, and welcome to Let's Slow Down, a podcast for all of you who feel tired and stressed from this overwhelming world. Here we'll have fun, inspiring conversations about living life on our own terms and explore ways to ease the pace of our modern world, because life really is good when you're relaxed enough to be present for it. I'm your host, Anne-Marie Stolting, and I welcome you to this space where I hope to inspire you to slow down because life is too short to let it go by in a blur. So take a deep breath, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome to this week's episode of Let's Slow Down. As some of you know, I'm in the midst of recovering from knee surgery. It's been a long couple of weeks, and I wanted to thank everyone who has reached out and wished me well. It's really lifted my spirits to know you're thinking of me, so thank you. This has been a really challenging experience, more than expected, to be honest. The pain was really intense, and the recuperation is just long. It's really long. I still have three more weeks before I can drive or start walking without a huge brace on my leg. So it's definitely coming along, but has required a lot of patience. Slowly but surely, I'll get there. We all have our health struggles in life, and this is just one of mine that I'll deal with and overcome. Right now, I'm trying to focus on the end game of being well and strong again and staying grateful for the many blessings in my life. We talked about wintering a few weeks ago. I love the word. It basically means the restorative downtime that we can take as we mirror nature's seasonal tendencies. I'm certainly making wintering an Olympic sport over here right now, and I hope that you're incorporating some of it as well. As we enter mid-February, we have Valentine's Day approaching. It's a great time to give yourself a little extra love. Take some time out to do whatever makes your heart happy and fills your cup. And do it guilt-free. Just take the time you need. Don't forget, another way to show love is to be kind, patient, and gentle. Especially to ourselves. And that's what I want to talk about for a few minutes today. As I've had more downtime than usual these past few weeks, it's become clear that one area I still need to make progress in, sort of in the decluttering realm, is my mental clutter, or mental load, as it's commonly referred to. So what is that exactly, and why is it important? Mental load refers to basically the the energy, the brain power required to complete a task or manage a situation. It includes the work that needs to be done and all that mental prep and organization that goes into completing a task. Mental load can significantly impact your health and well-being if it's left unmanaged, and it can lead to stress, anxiety, burnout, sleep deprivation, you name it. Many of us are parents, and I think having kids exponentially adds to what we've got swirling around in our heads all the time. So all the more reason to consider slowing down a bit and adopting a simpler lifestyle. That's why I started this podcast and wanted to highlight these topics. I think the first step in lightening your mental load is to really take some time to consider what can be eliminated before trying to tackle all of it. It's the same way I approach physical clutter. See what you can get rid of that's no longer serving you before you start tidying up and organizing. Weed out the stuff you don't need first and then tackle the issues. I want to outline a few ways to lighten your mental load when you need it. The first is practicing mindfulness. By engaging in mindfulness activities like meditation, deep breathing exercises, or yoga, you help calm your mind and reduce stress. 
this morning I did a 30 minute meditation and it's amazing how grounded and calm it made me feel. If you have a busy mind like I do, spending a little longer in meditation can be super effective because a lot of thoughts usually come up in those first few minutes. And once you get through that is when the peacefulness washes over you and you feel that sense of, of calm. That's not to say that any time that you have to devote to this practice will offer benefits. So don't discount it if you only have five minutes. It will certainly help. And this is a great first step to taking stock of what you truly need to deal with and what maybe is not so important. Some things we might just need to get out of our heads and then we can move on. And a great way to do that is with my second tip. Get it all down on paper. See if you can do a brain dump. Just get everything out of your head. This one can be a huge help, especially if you're a fan of old school paper and pen. If not, I'd imagine typing it all out probably has a similar effect because the overall goal is just free your mind of all the clutter. So get it out however you want. I like writing it out and seeing it. It helps me make sense of it all. And I like to cross off the insignificant stuff. I like that visual. Some may find it helpful to assign certain tasks to your calendar so that you don't need to think about them anymore. Place them in a slot where you know you're going to have time to deal with them and then just forget about it until that time comes. This leads to the next tip, enlist help. Look at everything that you wrote out and think about ways you can tap into your support system wherever you need it. Asking for help is something I've needed to lean into a lot these days in my recovery. And it's been a growth experience for me because as much as I know this is important, asking for help can be a struggle for me and for many of us. It's hard. I had a dear friend who's a little older than me sit me down prior to my surgery. And she said, please let me know what I can do to help you in the coming weeks. I know you probably don't want to ask for help. She told me she never did either. But she went on to say she learned, especially now that her kids were grown, that when people offer it, they really mean it and they want to be taken up on their offer. They're happy to do it. And I was really grateful she put it that way because it gave me another perspective. And I just wanted to mention that here. I've also had a lot of my mom friends who are still in the thick of it. Let me know that they're happy to add my kids to the mix and run them around too. People are inherently good. And most of us truly want to help each other. So do not feel you need to go at it alone. Along the same lines, my fourth tip is be sure to communicate with your spouse. Our partners cannot read our minds as much as we think they can. Sometimes just being more transparent and having a conversation about what's weighing you down can significantly lower your stress and make you feel better. Plus, then they know what you need and how they can help. So I think the overall theme here is don't bottle it all up because it can be really toxic and counterproductive. Lastly, let go. More specifically, let go of perfection. Many of us have perfectionist tendencies in certain areas of our lives. Think about which ones they are for you. At times, probably, actually probably all the time, it's important to give ourselves that extra dose of grace and be a little gentler. Remind yourself that you're human and none of us are perfect. And also life will go on quite well, to be honest, even if everything isn't 100% perfect. I need to hear this right now because I've had to face this over the last few weeks in my home. Things look different. My husband is basically a single parent at the moment and my kids are pitching in. But when a nine-year-old makes you breakfast, she's not going to clean up the same way that mom would. But my nine-year-old made me breakfast. 
So I'll try to hang on to that and let the rest of it go. It doesn't matter. Focus on the positive, on all the good, and you'll bring more of that into your life. It'll boost your energy and your mood, and who doesn't want that? And once you do, I highly recommend giving yourself time to get out of your head. Find a hobby, get into a good book or a movie. It's a great way to unwind and relax, especially after a long week. So just to recap, ways to lighten your mental load are practicing mindfulness, writing everything down that's in your head, get those thoughts onto paper, ask for help, communicate with your spouse if you have one, let go of perfection, and find something fun to do to go get lost in. Turn that brain off for a little bit. Relax. So I hope for all of you listening with busy minds like me that some of these suggestions will help lighten your mental load and lift you up a bit today and in the future. If you're listening in real time, I'm sending you lots of love and I wish you a happy Valentine's Day tomorrow. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and have been inspired to slow down and start living life at your own pace. As a brand new podcast, your listener voice matters. If Let's Slow Down is resonating with you, please take a minute to leave a review and rate us. Subscribe to the show wherever you listen and share it with friends. Remember, this is a process, so go easy on yourself. Be gentle and take all the space you need to thrive because the world needs you to be at your best, to love and serve others and yourself. 